Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Kristen Milanovic. Hello, everybody. Nice to see Hi. your beautiful digital faces. Hi, guys. Hello. If I lean closer, it looks like you're really here. I feel as though there's a connection. How's everybody doing at this time of year, though, with the gray clouds and the snow that hit us and dumped on us? Yesterday, we went sledding and had a snowball fight. Very fun. Very it is, fun. Isn't it? Did you did you go sledding or have a snowball fight? Build a snowman? I did. Um, I didn't build a snowman yet. I feel as if the snow will be better tomorrow for snowman building and rolling. What, let me ask you this. I, I trust your opinion, but what are you basing this on? What uh, What experience are you basing this uh, weather forecasting prognosticating on the 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 packability of the snow <laughs> the, the following day or so um is always stronger than the fresh powder that falls did you do one of dr orgo's long terms on this is that what i, this I, I did i did yeah. that's exactly what happened <laughs> she's, a, uh, she's a ski club alumni actually oh that's right that's Ooh. right you know confession i've never been downhill skiing i've been water skiing but i've never been downhill skiing should try it should try it this winter uh, we'll see hmm. I, yeah she, she tells you this but usually but I, let me tell you from experience it's for her own comic enjoyment <laughs> <laughs> once as a sponsor of ski club talked me into joining them and like oh we'll get you a free ski lift you know like this will be a good this will be a good experience i'm sure you'll have a fun fun time everybody all the kids want you to come let's let's do this and then as you're falling down the mountain, <laughs> creating new swear words that you that didn't previously exist. That didn't occur. Come on. Um, you know, and then like she and, you know, all the other, the other, uh, all the kids and, you know, the other, the other chaperones will, will, will laugh at your expense. You'll know why she invited you in the first place, you know. Well, and you know, there's some things that I just didn't think like, I don't know, like snow pants, for instance, they're a must, right? No matter what. I had snow pants. Right. right. So, so let me ask it fits. Did she lie to you about anything she said though? I mean, was she forthright and what she, you had a, did you get a ski lift pass? Did you get it? Yes, I did. I did. Um, she, she just, she, it was the part where she said, this is going to be great. That I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got to meet my parents. I, that was, that was good. That was, that was right? good. Mm -hmm. Because um, it was it was in my in my backyard, right? That's where the ski trip was. Right, we were in New York. That's right. That's right. My my very formal father. Oh my goodness! Well, I uh, we, we have we have veered quite a bit off track, but you know what? L much like the weather, uh, it seems good like well. <laughs> I, you know, always looking for that 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 good segue. Um, but much like the weather, it seems like there are so many things uh in this world right now that are beyond our control more specifically for us in education we're, we're talking in-person learning virtual learning virtual versus hybrid synchronous versus asynchronous it has been a wild ride to say the least to this point and it seems like it will continue to be so for the foreseeable future with that in mind it can be easy to play the blame game when frustrations mount and stresses rise, we often look for someone or something to blame. But instead of doing that, we'd like to propose the following by asking. Drum roll, anybody, drum roll. What can I control? What can I do? Where is my sphere of influence? And what is my personal accountability 
in light of everything currently going on. Boom, boom, boom. And we'll get into all of that right after the break. Then stay tuned because we'll have a virtual roundtable discussion with eight of our very own seniors. But first, this word from Millie Vanilli. Welcome back. Well, today I would like to present this episode as a challenge, a challenge to everyone. As the last episode of 2020, I feel as if it's time to reflect upon this year. This year has brought us into new waters with teaching, learning, and well, living. Although we may not be 100% okay with the current reality, it is our reality nonetheless. So as we look forward to 2021 with uncertainty and hope, we need to begin to focus on what our role is in our and our sanity in our present situation. The topic today is based off of a book I've read called the QBQ, which stands for the question behind the question. And you may be wondering, what does that mean exactly? And to quote the author, John G. Miller, given the organic constant, and in, uh, inevitable nature of change, how could we ever think that what works today will work tomorrow? The reality is, if a strategy or a tactic is working right now, the odds are high that it won't work in the future. There is just too much change taking place in our world for it to be any other way. The change that envelops us, of course, is certainly not within our control. But what, what is within our control is our response. When we respond to change with blame, complaining, and procrastination, we fail to adapt as swiftly to change as the market requires. But what would it be worth to you, your home, your family, your well-being, if we did? We can do it as individuals and organizations by asking a better question. One that allows us to renew our sense of ownership, personal accountability, and individual power. When this happens, each of us is able to anticipate, accept, and the key here, adapt to change. So instead of asking the, a lousy question like, why do we have to go through all of this? Why do we have to do this? We're going to begin by trying to ask productive questions. Again, that would be the QBQ such as how can I adapt to the changing world around me? That's gonna be a question that's gonna get some answers. Answers that will move us, our colleagues, our students, our district, everything forward. So here we are with my challenge. For my dear friends here in the podcast, for my other colleagues, for my students, and for all of our listeners. How are we going to take personal accountability to ensure that 2021 is a more positive experience than the end of 2020? How can I, as a teacher, improve my student engagement and learning in my virtual classroom? How can I, as a mother, ensure my daughter is just as engaged with her virtual learning in her virtual classroom? 
How can I, how can I, how can I? The questions are endless. Nate, what are you thinking? Do you, do you accept my challenge? What are your thoughts? Well, first I need to know, are you getting some sort of kickback by promoting the QBQ at all? Are you I, getting I am not. I am not. Great question. I am not. Do you have it? Did you get a t-shirt or a mug or anything along those no, lines? No, sir. No, sir. Okay. So we're still O for anything on sponsorships on this program. As well. Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. But still accepting them. Yes, still. <laughs> always, always accepting. We can be bought. That's basically what we're saying. Um, are you, and one, I'm sorry to bring this up, but are you a uh, QBQ level one certified instructor? Much I, like I, I am not a QBQ level one <laughs> certified instructor, although although that is a goal of mine, if that even exists. You should make it. I, I'll make it. it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of the QBQ, <clears throat> some thoughts that came to mind was like, what does personal accountability look like then to me as a teacher? That's what we're kind of focusing on today. Instead of maybe blaming, complaining, uh, getting frustrated, even though those are real. I mean, frustration is real. We're not saying it's not a real emotion. We don't, we all struggle with things. Um, I just kind of rattled off uh, a list as I was kind of pondering this topic. So things that I, as a teacher, cannot control. Now we might be able to influence a little bit. Cannot? Here, right? Did you say cannot control? Cannot. Okay. Yeah. N-O-T. Not. Got it. First off, obviously yeah. the pandemic. We mentioned that already. We can't control this. Okay. Uh, another big one, resources, funding. That's outside of our control. We can't handle that. Uh, tech issues, whether there's feedback on a previous recording of this pod that we say, oh, that's not good. Not good. <laughs> See, we can't. Uh, oh, here's one. Non-responsive students or families. Oh, we're reaching out. We're reaching out. We're reaching out. Nothing. Right. Or low student performance, participation. We can do our best. Now, these are things we can influence, but we can't control them, right? We can't make students try harder. We can't make families respond. We can't. So, what can we control? And there's a lot. And that, those, that list of things that we can't control can be very overwhelming at times. It can be stressful at times. Now, I'm assuming that's for people who get stressed out. You guys know me. I'm pretty chill. Um, even I, even, even, even this can get to me at times. Okay. So everybody is impacted at some point with things that we can't control, but what can I? So th then I was thinking, okay, as a teacher, what can I control? And here's a, a short little list. My attitude, first and foremost, I can control that. I can control my planning. Hey, maybe my planning for this unit in the past really stunk. Let's spice it up or let's change it. Let's see my understanding. And not to, I wasn't really thinking about it, like content understanding, but more so trying to put myself in the shoes of family members, of students, knowing that we are all in this together, just trying to understand like the situation more. My flexibility, and when we've probably talked about it on this show before, I have no physical flexibility. If you ask me to stand up and touch my toes and bend over, I can't do it. It hurts. And I'm, really? yes, can you do it, Fitz? Can you touch your toes by standing up and uh, bending over? Are you that flexible? Without stretching first? Yeah, just doing it, right? Just boom, like that. No way. No, I mean, like I, I, I could do it with a with some significant stretching. Stop. Okay. Are you serious? Wait. Are you saying that you can? I, I can. Every day, toe touches. That, I don't stretch like I should. I know this. <laughs> and, and and lastly, that I put on the list is my. I love this word, but we use it a lot. Perspective. Okay, it's a lovely, lovely word. Anyway, so that's just some things that were rattling in my brain when we were talking about you know personal accountability. Um, and I went out there on the World Wide Web and I happened to find a little blog, a little article talking about this, put out by Education Week titled, how about this? Ding, ding, ding. Teachers need to focus on what we can control this year. Wow, what a title, huh? Yeah. And it gives, 
It gives practical tips on what we can do to better help our students and our families during this time. The author prefaces the forthcoming tips by saying that as teachers, we should not beat ourselves up if the students aren't performing as well as we're used to. And they point out that research shows that in a normal school year, anybody want to take a guess? It says it right there. Teachers influence about 25 to 30% of student performance, like academic achievement. That's in a normal school year. Now in this crazy world that we're living in, that influence is probably a lot less, right? So like, let's, let's just start there by not beating ourselves up. Uh, with that being said, here's a list of tips concerning things that teachers can control and should focus on. First, they say practice instructionally sound and research-based pedagogy. That's lovely jargon, but it's a lovely word. It's true. Um, there, there's been research out there many, many times about what works online, what works like for like in, in person, out of person, all that sort of stuff. Second, apply research-based strategies about student motivation. Again, a lot of studies out there talking about that. Click of a mouse, have at it. Three, regularly reflect on whether our teaching is being successful, and if not, recalibrate and try something different. Four, have open communication with students and families. And five, keep equity at the center and anchor everything in relationships. Mm -hmm. So, A.A. <clears throat> Ron, what are your thoughts on these tips? What do you think? Are they too idealistic, too, quote, unquote, simple? What do you get? What do you got? I, I don't think so, Nathaniel. And let me tell you why. As we all know, the only constant is change. The only certainties are death and taxes. And in the end, only cockroaches, Twinkies, and Keith Richards will prevail. Am I right? <laughs> 2020 has become synonymous with misery, dread, and dumpster fires, and justifiably so as we're living in COVID times. However, as you mentioned, it really comes down to what we can and can't control. This topic always hits home with me because it takes me back to a conversation I had with my dad a few years ago when I was going through a particularly trying time. After I laid out my laundry list of grievances, he told me that it's equally futile worrying about things you both can and cannot control. Worrying about what you can't control will only impede your ability to focus on uh, the things that you can control. I'll never forget that advice and find myself sharing it with students when they talk to me about going through difficult times of their own. So while it may be easier said than done, it's not just lip service. So to answer Kristen's question, what am I going to do in 2021 to ensure that it's a more positive experience than 2020? Well, as a teacher, I'd like to dwell less on my frustrations that stem from students joining my virtual classes with their cameras off, and instead remain thankful for the opportunity technology affords us to even conduct our classes in this manner. At 36, I'm no spring. Ooh, 36. Huh? Sorry, 36. Well, you'll join me soon. Nate. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there in a few months, buddy. <laughs> But I do, uh, most days when my back doesn't remind me that I'm on the wrong side of my 30s, still feel like a young, bright-eyed, idyllic teacher. Still in my 11th year, thinking back to my first year in the biz, this model of education wouldn't even be possible. And that wasn't all that long ago. It's amazing how far things have come, and I can't imagine how much more difficult this year would have been had it not been for Google Meet or Zoom. Correct. As tough as this year has been on us, it's surely been as tough or even tougher on many of our students. They look to us for guidance and support. And if we let the things we can or can't control impact the attitude we bring to class, it's only bound to make our students' experience less productive and meaningful. And I think it's incumbent on us in COVID and post-COVID times to be the positive, supportive teachers our students need 
to help them navigate the most challenging portion of their lives. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So I was just wondering, these are lovely tips that we're sharing, but let's be real for a moment. How are we personally doing this year so far? In all honesty, how's it been going? Cause it's been, I've had an emotional up and down at times, right? Like the first 10 weeks I was, it was fine. It was all virtual still here and we were humming along, but then, you know, we had those couple weeks where students were back in the building then they're out and the weather changed. And it's like, man, this kind of sucks really. You know, like, so I don't know. I, I've, I think I'm on the, on the upswing again, but the, this is not like a, a bandaid, like a one size fits all sort of a thing. This is just, you know, a lot, it's a process, I guess, is what we're getting at here. Um, but what about you guys? I just know for me, that was, I think the turning point for me is like, oh, this is great. Seeing actual people, but then when it went away again, it's like, and coinciding with the weather and it's so dark and you're like, want to be in bed by 5.30 at night and all this other stuff. I don't know. It's just a weird time, weird transition. The two weeks the students were back was really, it was great. And it was truthfully kind of what you're saying, like a little bit of a a tease, right? Because we were just kind of starting to get into a, a different routine of doing things. The good that came out of that for me is I really made an attempt to connect with each student during that time, even for the ones that had never turned on their cameras in class, you know, prior to, at least they could get to see me and I could talk to them in person. And and I I made a concerted effort in doing that because I agree, Aaron, like that they are looking to us for guidance and, and they're looking to us for support. And I think all of the adults are, you know, yet we're, we're all, you know, you say we're all in this together. Well, that this is probably the first time that that's occurring. Yeah. Right. That we we don't have a, a point of reference. And I agree too with your whole uh, turning the cameras on. There's I actually had a few students when they first came in. I had no clue who they were because I've never seen their face. and I hadn't had them in class before. It's like, and who? Oh, you're the person I've been talking to an icon with for a while. Nice mm-hmm. to meet you. It was great. But you are. I agree with you there. So it actually did foster those relationships a little bit more. People that I've been talking to, but never actually seeing or whatever it is and just kind of building. So that is yeah, a good positive to take away. Uh, from that time period. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I would say I'm, I'm doing well uh, as, as well as could be expected, right. It, myself. And I, I would think that a lot can be attributed to like the, the progress that, that, that we've all made since the beginning, since March. Right. So to me, the toughest part at the, about the beginning of the quarantine period and, and this entire COVID experience was not knowing when the end would be and what would and how it would how it would look what would bring it about and things like that um i i remember telling people that even if they had given us some date far in the future this is when this will end and things will be normal again it's something that you can kind of work towards and something you can kind of look forward to and that and not having that made it so difficult now we are a long ways into this i'm reluctant to to complain much, uh, as much as we, you know, I also like, I agree with everything you just said. I go through harder days than others. Like the, the two weeks that the students were here were the best two weeks of the school year. Like, you know, I, I think we would mostly agree with that. Um, with the, you know, with the weather and the, the, uh, you know, the temperatures, the snow, the darkness and, and just, you know, the, the cameras off and the, the lack of feedback, there's a lot of things that you could just dwell on and get, get down about, but, we have a, a vaccine to end this thing 11 months after 
the beginning of the development, right? We we have, um, you know, other, I you know, I, Nate and I were talking about this the other day, uh, you know, the mumps vaccine took four years to develop, right? And the, here we are, like they said, the original, uh, the original expectations were 12 to 18 months and then some predicted longer. And how long is it going to be before we can not wear masks and, and get back to normal and things like that? We, we are sitting here 11 months later with not just a vaccine that at 50% effectiveness would have been approved by the FDA to be able to, um, you know, to be accepted and start to kind of come out into the communities. 95% effectiveness. Like that, that's, that's nothing short that's of, it's nothing short of a miracle. And like, I, we have so many people to be thankful for, not just our, you know, like our medical uh, professionals and things like that, but everybody who has, who has gone through this with us and, uh, and, and made, made life possible and a little bit easier for everybody. So it's like, so it so be very easy to just get down and get negative and, and to, to dwell on our specific situations or what's dragging us down at the moment. But like, when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know, you, you know that we're going to get there and, and you realize like what an effort it must've been to get to that point. I, I, I don't know how you could stay down for, for very long. Yeah. That's a great point. Talking about the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. I, yeah. I think that's a good and, one. To and focusing on the good, seeing yeah. the glass half full and seeing what we do have. And, and you, 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 did, you said a phrase, Aaron, that really got me thinking, and I think it's healthy to do. Talking about airing your your laundry list of grievances, I say at times, hey, having it's okay to talk to people when we're struggling. It's okay to talk to people and say, I'm not doing well, or this is bothering me, or this is bugging me. That's very different than just being a complainer all the time. So I think it's important to say, no, it's okay to say, I'm, I'm I need help or I need struggling. Um, so being honest with how we're feeling is a big thing. We've talked about that too when we were addressing mental health, uh, you know, last right. season and stuff. Um, Even just a random rant, kind of like yeah. I had with you guys earlier, right? And then, <laughs> okay, I'm done. Like that's it. I'm done. But it does put me get it in, off my chest. But it does put me in the mood for December 23rd. Festivus, a festivus for the rest of us. A listing of your grievances, the airing of grievances. Yes, I, I'm Orthodox. Ours is January 5th. Okay. That's it. Yeah, you we do everything two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can only celebrate one. We're not celebrating. <laughs> uh, I celebrated January 5th. Festivus. <laughs> well, however you're celebrating Festivus this year. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that. Uh... So just, I mean, wait. So, Aaron, did you air those grievances on December 23rd? Did I? Yeah. You know, and you're talking about when you're talking to your dad in your. Yeah. Uh, no. So, I mean, my, um, my dad is in his early sixties at this point, but like, I, I, I would really be concerned about the feats of strength portion of Festivus. I think he could still destroy me if he wanted to. And I, I, I don't really like my odds in that battle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm going to celebrate Festivus privately and not tell him about it basically. So basically what you're saying, much like the ski trip, if you were to compete with your dad, people would be laughing at you perhaps. Right. Like my, my whole life is basically just any sort of effort to just avoid people laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> it already failed. You're laughing right now. I'm laughing with you. This okay. is but he's not laughing. 
Well, um, when we come back after this break, a, a group of people that laugh at me a lot, very often, uh, and, and hopefully you too, and I'm not the only one, but um, we have put together a roundtable discussion with eight of our very own seniors to talk about some of these things that we can and cannot control and see how they handle the question behind the question. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. The views and opinions expressed on Pod for Teacher are solely those of the authors and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without written consent of the Food and Drug Administration is strictly prohibited. We're now joined by eight of our seniors. To start, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Lexi Mizell. Hi, I'm Ali Charlovich. Hi, I'm Ashley Imhoff. Hey, I'm Emily Ostrowski. I'm Josiah DeBovey. I'm Keith Pulowski. Hi, I'm Marissa Lamy. Hi, I'm Skylar Price. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being for, here today. Just for the record, none, of you, were bribed, none of you were bribed to be on this show with us today, correct? You were not yeah. promised any extra credit. You're not, this is all your free will, free choice. Okay. Putting it out there. Excellent. Excellent. So what we've been talking about, right? We'd like a student's perspective. So we're going to just put out some questions and you can, you know, raise your hand and we'll talk about what, um, from a student's perspective, have been some of the biggest obstacles that you've had this school year, your senior year, things that you did not expect to happen. All right. You're up. What are some of the biggest obstacles? All right, so I had a very awful year. We found out that I probably have two different autoimmune diseases. So there was that. So I got hit with that this year. Then, of course, you know, like the whole global pandemic and all of that fun stuff. But that led to a lot of very unexpected issues with my schooling because I also attend CCBC. So I go to two different ones. And that just led to a whole lot of chaos because trying to figure out meds and stuff. I also almost went into anaphylaxis once, which is how we figured out that there was something wrong. So this year has been incredibly unexpected for me. (laughs) My goodness. Those are some big obstacles. Yeah. I just had trouble with like motivation, keeping up because it's a whole different environment than being in school. Like I think being in school is very important because you can meet your teachers in the beginning of the year. And like you have a connection with them, but then like we didn't have that. So I just had trouble like actually having connection with school and like just keeping motivation to do my work. I just had problem with motivation. I need that separation from work and school where like I know that when I'm at school, it's a workplace where I know that I'm motivated and I can do all the work I need to do when I'm at home and in my room it's like home, like that's what it is. And you're sitting there and that's just where you get to relax. So having that disconnect from like, just everything is now at home, definitely like is a problem for me. Lexi. Um, I know one thing I'm really struggling with is because we keep working at home instead of at school with everyone around me and stuff, my anxiety has spiked a lot and it's really hard to contain So I know I'm definitely struggling with that, plus the motivation that the other two have mentioned. So Ashley, your hand, I think. Yeah, motivation has definitely been the hardest thing to like keep up. Because like before I would say I'm pretty motivated. Like I like, you know, get all my assignments done early and like try my best. But like 
school seems so like optional now, even though it's not like, you know, you have to have the motivation to like even like click the join meet button. Some days you just like don't feel like joining it, but you have to be like grounded and be like, I need to like be responsible and like, you know, do as I would in normal school and just try to be normal, I guess, as you wouldn't like in person. I think I said Josiah first and then Emily. All right. So, I mean, I've been, I've been like mental health wise, I've been what they call straight vibing. I've been, I've been, I've been doing a, I've been doing great in this living in my basement thing. The struggle comes with the, the physical health. I, I ha probably have a vitamin D deficiency because I haven't seen the sun in months. I've been eating nothing but like fried ramen and microwavable like chicken sandwiches. So, I mean, with school, I think I'm, I'm thriving. This is my ideal environment, but I, I think I need something to force me to not just live in my basement for the rest of my life. Do you want us to come bust a hole in your wall so you can see the sunlight? That might work. Okay. Find yourself a Kool-Aid man outfit first. <laughs> Battery's going to turn into a gremlin. <laughs> so I was going to say like a, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. Um, I think eventually metabolism will be the motivator that you need. <laughs> Once that turns its back on you, then you'll have to get out of the house. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm to be full disclosure. I'm 35, and I still have that same belt from high school, so it might not kick in for a while. You might be in that basement for a long time, so that could be a long haul. Yeah. So. I feel like it seems silly to follow up like anxiety and motivation struggles and Skylar's serious issues, which I'm sorry to hear about that Skylar, but it feels silly to follow that up with like, I've been struggling with my social life because it's such a like stupid thing, but I feel like it is, it's difficult because you have such like high expectations for your senior year and all the stuff you're going to do. And then I just watched it all fall apart and I'm not sure, should I go with my friends? Should I not like what's okay to do? What's not. So that's just been like a struggle. Keith, as I'd like to say, my the since the pandemic started, my bed has gotten twice as comfy. <laughs> March fourteenth, it instantly doubled. It's hard trying to get out and say, "Okay, I'm going to get to classes. I'm going to turn my camera on." Something like just the basic things that we're used to getting up at six a.m. I, I, I've grown, I've grown soft. I've grown soft in my basement. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. But I'll give you props. You do turn that camera on, Keith. Props to you for that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it was something that um, Marissa mentioned this before. Keith and I were just talking about this yesterday or the day before, actually. But you know, um, one of the reasons I know that he has, you know, set up shop in his basement although he could easily do what he's doing in his room is the same reason that, you know, it's like sometimes easier to stay at work, you know, and, and whatever. And it's like it, how many studies have come out that say that, you know, if your work environment and your home environment are one and the same, sometimes you find it harder to relax in the spaces where you're supposed to relax like home or whatever. And so um, I know that's something a lot of people are struggling with right now, just the fact that, you know, like they're, they're supposed, um, comfort space becomes their place of anxiety and stress and, and work and it makes relaxing and, and true restfulness difficult um to just mention what emily had just said like there there is no struggle that is small right each one of our struggles will 
are our own, right? And so whether it leads to, should I be with my friends, not be with my friends, or that is an anxiety that is something we're all dealing with. And obviously, unfortunately, we don't have the, all of the, obviously we have some of the answers, right? But I, we don't have all of the answers to help and guide. So that's why we came up with this idea to try and, and get us talking and figure out how we can help assist one another. I don't have the answers, but I do have a bucket of pine cones sitting beside me that my daughter's collected from the yard the other day. So you can kind of see that for those of you here, those of you that are just listening, uh, just picture a bucket of pine cones and there you go. Um, as a fair follow-up question though, so you, everybody's had struggles, everybody's had obstacles. And that's, I think it's good to just say, yeah, I'm struggling. I think that's a healthy step to say, okay, this is, this is an issue perhaps, but you've made it this far. Okay. What has helped you then maybe more of a positive look, what's helped you to maybe persevere, even though it hasn't been easy. Maybe you've fallen down a few times, maybe you've fallen down a lot of times, but you're getting yourself back up. You're maybe you're just crawling forward. Who knows? Right. But you're persevering. You got to this point. So what are some, some thoughts there? I see that hand, Marissa, go ahead. I mean, definitely being in the activities I'm in on the newspaper staff and on the yearbook, that motivates me because I know that that's a team that I can be a part of and they'll push me to do what I need to do. And just talking to someone when you need to talk to someone, knowing that point of like, okay, I need a minute to just try and process everything and actually talk to someone. Yeah, Skylar. And then Lexi. I know I got really lucky because I have like an absolutely wonderful support system with me. Like I have amazing best friends, parents, my sister, everyone. So I got really lucky with that. So even when I was lagging behind, they were there to kind of be like, all right, come on. Like you got to do this, even when it was really, really hard for me to do. Um, yeah, I have to follow up with friends. And I recently got a letter saying I got into the college I want. So that's definitely yeah. motivating me. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you. Keith. I'm trying to look at the positives. Although I can barely crawl out of my bed, the distance I have to crawl got a whole lot smaller. So <laughs> I but in all seriousness, being like normally I don't really have time. Back in the olden days, I was running around from school to home basically as quickly as I could. And the, pa the pandemic, this sitting at home 24-7 has given me a time to think, hey, maybe I shouldn't do all my work in my room. Maybe I should move to the basement and try. I can think more about myself and trying to maintain mental health and trying to struggle through all the virtual school and stuff. I appreciate that you yelled mental health at us. It really jolted me there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else, any other, um, anything else, anybody else, any other situations that you kind of helped you to persevere? Even something small, like you said, positive thinking, having good support systems. I just had my mom and she like really pushed me through and kept me in line this entire year. I mean, I was like struggling for a little bit, but then she pushed me and I'm doing better, like more motivated. That's yeah. good. Great. I guess like, I don't know, for me, just like the broad idea that graduation, like I'm gonna graduate and move on and just like go do something that I enjoy doing. I mean, like high school is fine and whatever but like it's not just like individually like something what i would enjoy doing spending my time with so i'm just ready to like move on and just keep doing my thing to get there like a light at the end of the tunnel sort of thing it's like mm -hmm. it's getting there josiah uh well like the 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 ever so quickly approaching 
college issue is definitely a big motivator because like I'm, I'm, you know, one minute I'm just sitting here, you know, typing out an essay. The next minute I'm sitting here. Oh no, what's this? There's this college thing I need to do. I need to go somewhere that isn't here. And it's, it's a, it's a stressful thing, but stress is a great motivator. Uh, so, you know, that's, what's, that's, what's keeping me going. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Perspective. I like that. Stress is a great motivator. See, it's like how you look at it, how you look at the situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Is there anything that was, that's been able to kind of help you get from one day to the next? Um, I think kind of enjoying this time because it will come to an end. This pandemic will end. So let's enjoy it while it lasts in a weird way. Cause I think there is going to be a time when we're like, wow, I wish I could go back to staying home all the time. And like, I don't know, like kind of just having so much freedom to make your own schedule and like be comfortable at your house. I like wearing sweatpants. So that's like a big motivator for me. Like just appreciate it while it lasts. You're going to love college then. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest topics that we kind of get into in this episode is about the uh, the difference between things that we can we can control and the things that we cannot control. Um, and during a, I mean obviously during this pandemic and virtual learning and all this other stuff, there's a lot that is beyond our control. Um, how can you or how do you adapt to the changing world around you and and the things that you can control, Marissa? I mean, I just try to look for the positives in the change because change isn't always a bad thing. Change can teach you many things about yourself and how you perceive everything. Um, so definitely looking at it in a new perspective because change isn't bad. Um, I think it's definitely good to talk about when that change happens. If you're like, whoa, what is happening? Just so you can process everything as well. Because with this pandemic, everybody's going through it, but we're all processing everything differently. So even just sitting down and talking to someone about how you're processing everything could make a big difference. So I, I That's an excellent point, Marissa. And before we go to like, how do you share that? Like, how do you share how with one another like the processing aspect because you're right everyone does process things differently i mean i would just like in the instance of the pandemic like this is scary it's scary it's a scary time um everybody's anxious but we're like people feel that same thing so even just talking to someone about that you can get them to relate to you in a way where they can start to make you feel a little more comfortable with and secure with your feelings too this is Uncle Griff. You're listening to Pod for Teacher. Now back to the show. How else? Like, how else are you um, controlling the things that you can control, or what things have you controlled within your lives when there are so many things that have been beyond our control in the last eight, nine months? Uh, Lexi, and then Allie. I mean, like you can control like your connections pretty much, like staying with. Um, friends and family and making sure um, that you're keeping them close and everything like that. And I know that's like a main part as well with like control. I think just taking care of yourself, like through this whole pandemic, it's very important just to take care of yourself. And I think that's just like a key just to have like, just some like, what's the word? 
just some like calmness, I guess, in your life because it's all different and like everything's changed. It's just way different. Yeah, I was, I think that a big part of it isn't trying to get into control of what you can't control as much as it is just distracting yourself from what you can't control. Just like staying busy and not thinking about the problems. Like when, when it's a problem that you can fix, then ignoring it is never good. But when it's something completely out of your control, ignoring it is sometimes a good, a good option. So where do we fall then on this whole sunlight issue? Is that something in your control or out of your control where you might be able to soak up more of those rays? That's something in my control, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> the lack of daylight savings certainly is not helping our cause. Am I right? Anyone else like uh, Ashley or Keith, Skylar, what do you think? Ashley. Um, I tend to worry about like literally everything, like things I can't control, things I can't control. And there's like some days where like every single problem just like flowing through my brain and I just have to like take a minute and just like focus on like my, like focus on my little bubble and like make sure like my friends are doing okay, make sure like my family's okay, make sure like I'm doing okay and just kind of like block out everything that's not really relevant to me. Sure. Keith? Keith? I, I, I like, it's basically the same for me. I'm worrying about everything. I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to focus on myself. But th there are a lot of people having a really bad time right now. Like, is it okay? Do I have to feel bad? Should I feel bad? Or should I just focus on trying to feel good and ignore it? But sometimes at the end of the day, you just got to, you got to, <laughs> self-preservation kicks in and you hit the, hit the snooze button. I think I think it's a valid point, but I think there might be a there is a fine line. I think it's okay to maybe have empathy and understanding for other people without necessarily having to feel like guilty. You know, like you don't need to necessarily like let it weigh on your shoulders those other things. But because you guys, like you said, you're all through. The, we're all in the same boat here. So I think having that some, but it's a fine line that you can easily get crossed, like feeling like this weight of guilt and like oh man, all that sort of stuff. But you're right, man. It is important though to you know, still take care of ourselves. Well, and I, I also think too, when you have that empathy of things that are occurring and happening, sometimes you can find opportunities to pay it forward for lack of a better term, right? And and identify areas where you may not have noticed before that you could add value to um, just by being you or by, you know, volunteering something that you, you could offer and do. I t like to, I think it's a, a little counterproductive to like uh, diminish any concerns that you have for yourself because uh, you know it's like no matter what somebody's always going to have it worse right I mean it, it, it's not about comparison it's about taking care of yourself as well like you, you can still you, we all still have the capacity to uh, you know to do what's right to to help ourselves and, and to take care of ourselves properly, but to also, you know, empathize with other people and, and, and be there for others when they need it as well. But just because there, there might be people out there that have a, might be struggling a little bit more or they're dealing with situations that you would feel are more difficult does not mean that, um, that yours don't make you feel the way that that makes you feel. You can't control the way it makes you feel. Right. So, um, you know, you gotta you gotta take care of yourself before you have the capacity to take care of others in a lot of cases. So, so there's absolutely no reason to to feel regret, you know, for anything like that, for sure.
a prime example of paying it forward. Uh, a while ago, Keith and Josiah played a lovely duet on trumpets uh, in class one day, and, and their skills really uplifted a lot of people. They paid they paid it forward, the, the time and the effort that it took them. Um, and a quick show of hands, have any of you as uh, high school seniors, have you do you know the movie Pay It Forward? Are you familiar with the reference? The See? Oh. For the record, zero hands are up right now for all the audio listeners out there. Yeah, what you just said, pay it forward, that, that was just a word. That was just a word people said. I didn't know it was associated with some sort of pop culture. <laughs> I just need to ask, Nate and Aaron, is this the first time this has happened where you've made that reference like publicly and, and, and you're too old? Uh no, no, no. I've, I've made references that people don't. No, no. It's, All right, it's perfect. Not. All right. I was just kind of hoping to experience that that old, first old time. <laughs> every day, every, every day, at least yeah. one. So it's a movie, right? Um, it, it might be fun to watch during the pandemic if you, you know, you, you, you could probably borrow Nate's VHS tape of it. But I, I wish I had a VHS tape of it. <laughs> I wish I did. You have, and instead of, you know, if someone was to gift you something, instead of, of taking the gift for yourself, you you could then gift it forward. You know, one of the first VHS uh, tapes I had was Dumb and Dumber, to give full, full disclosure. That was one of the first hmm. uh, that I did have, so. That's pretty great. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now that and I've taken us way off course here, uh, has everybody had a chance, was there anybody else... Any thoughts on that uh, about being able to control things like that we can? And well, and like Skylar, you had mentioned, like, so the question is about like, how do you adapt? So obviously you have a great support system, but was there anything you did like specifically to help yourself adapt to the changing world that you had? Honestly, I did absolutely horrible at adapting. It went awful for me. I almost completely like fell off the face of the earth, especially when it comes to like, academics to the point where I had my CCBC teachers reach out and be like, are you okay? I know Mr. Langelli at one point had reached out and been like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And at that point, we still didn't know exactly like what was going on. But um, I ended up having to make up like an entire semester's worth of work in four days. I did it though, but I did awful at adapting. I'm starting to like get it now. But even then, there's still some days where I'm like, this just isn't worth it. And I just got to like try and convince myself again that it is, but I'm usually good with change. This change was just way too much in a very little time. Mm -hmm. and I just kind of broke. And that's okay. Right. I mean, we, we used to, I used to reference like a baby trying to walk. Right. And, and so no one ever says to the baby, Oh, don't try again. Right. The baby falls down. People typically will say, okay, come on, hurry up. Like, yeah, you can do it. Right. And it sounds like you have some of that from your teachers and your family. So don't feel bad about falling down because we all do it and, and uh, we'll do it again and again. And hopefully we have those people to help us back up. Yeah. My like number one supporter at this point is my best friend because the second I started falling off with schoolwork, she was like, no, you need to get back on this. You need to do this again. She's in CCBC with me and she was just always right there. So she knew the minute that I didn't do something, I'd go over to her house and she'd be like, you do your homework yet? And be like, yeah. That kind of that reminds me of something that, that kind of made me think of like what Emily had said before about like how it, it might seem weird to think that there are positives that could come from this. But if one, uh, one positive that I, that what you just said, Skylar made me think of was, you know, 
if we can get through this, what can't we get through? Right. You know, like, like it was, it's a lot of change and a lot of craziness all at once. And, and look at us persevering. Right. And, and we're in now that we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and we know that the, that the end is in sight and, you know, it's like, we know we're going to make it now. Right. So like if we, we can see that and we know that we can get through this, like what, what could be thrown our way that we couldn't handle. And I think that's a, that's a good outlook moving forward. All right, so now we're gonna move on to our last question. So, and we're looking for some specifics here. Obviously the first half of the school year has come and gone fairly soon and very quickly, truthfully. But what are some things specifically that you can do to ensure that you experience the end of your senior year the way you want it to be? whether we are in, in virtual, whether it's better than the, you know, to make it better than the first half, if that's what you need. Marissa? To continue to get the help I need to make sure I take advantage of my study halls and my free time when I have it, um, to make sure I'm finding the positives in everything, um, whether it be with my newspaper staff or with my yearbook, just finding the positives of everybody's together and we're having fun while we're doing work. Um, all of that stuff together makes me look forward to the year. I honestly dread the time I have to write my letter from the editor in the last newspaper. I dread it already. And I'm like four papers in. Um, I'm, it, I'm so like excited to live in this moment of high school still. There are so many positive things and the amount of people I've met and being drum major in the band and just getting to do what I love to do and still look forward to it. That's great. That's great. And and seeing that positive, sometimes that's going to be hard to find, right? And I it to ask, you know, even this unit that you that, you know, obviously we put out to everyone, but this is a great place to start and have like a little committee that says, we're going to do this. We're going to do our best. We're going to stay positive and we're going to move forward. Who else? What can you do to make it better? Emily. I think for me, a big thing is setting goals because it gives you something to look forward to and work forward to and put your energy to and kind of just like a reason to wake up every day and be productive if you have a goal in mind. And for me, it's like getting into colleges and like figuring that out and then finishing senior year strong and just keeping, making sure my friends and family are good. And yeah. Riley. I think just staying on track and just keeping myself in line and doing all my work and just keep trying to keep my life as normal as it can be, I guess. Like we're in a pandemic, but we have to keep safe and everything from the virus. I want to make my life as normal like as I can be because I don't want this big huge change like with everything we had to go through I just want everything to be good and stay in line mm -hmm. Keith it's the light of the end of the tunnel for me I just the thought that maybe maybe it'll be in months maybe longer who knows but at the end of the, at the end of the day there's going to be a time where we're not going to have to do everything through Google Meet, where we're going to be able to meet each other in person. And maybe we won't even have to wear a mask. <laughs> just, just like the thought that a normal world is somewhere out there, somewhere in the future, said, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work towards that goal. I like that goal. So the physical 
emergence of Keith and or Josiah from their basement as a great metaphor for us coming <laughs> forth from the pandemic. We are rising, <laughs> staring the sun in the face. Not too directly, though, Josiah. You might blind yourself if it's been that long, buddy, okay? Nice and easy, but I like that. It's a, it's a good mindset, Keith. Light at the end of the tunnel. What was that? That's, that's somewhere out there, that song? Was like uh, Five Old Mouthquits? Was that? Oh, yeah, An American Tale. <laughs> what, how, what are the odds that the movie is called An American Tale? Like somewhere out there, this, this sense of normalcy exists. I, I know. Right. Are we referencing another movie that they don't know about? Yes. Okay, good. You guys don't know that one? Like that, that's a child, that's a cartoon. Of it's a Disney, no, no. It's older than me, isn't it? What if we had a movie night? Right. And we Google meeted and did like movies that Aaron Nate and I reference and maybe we'd have did, to probably wake them up though, you know, because did, did you just create a word? You said Google meeted. I like that. I did Google you, we Google it's a verb. I mean I, it's a verb. It's a we, verb. We we did a Google meeted. What if I, we what if I we Google met? <laughs> what if we Google met? What if we I I digress. Anyone else? What what else are you going to do specifically? Any other any other things that we have in mind that we might be able to do to try and get us through? Especially now that I mean the weather around here. Obviously, it's snowing now. It's a little dreary, a little cold. Even going outside when it was nice was tough. Now it's oh oh boy. Anything else that we can do specifically? Yes, Josiah. Well, I mean, we we have these epic things, these computers here. I think we should take advantage of the technology that we have. And like, if if this happened like 20 years ago and we didn't have all this this cool stuff, like Google Meet and all this, it would be it would be awful. Well, I don't I don't know if they'd have the same restrictions. People might they just might be like, okay, go out and die. I don't know how how I don't know how they were 20 years ago. It was a time before me, but you know I think doing the best we can with what we've got you know like obviously school is online and you know that's something but like i think there are other things that we can also use the internet for like you know meeting with friends that's that's a very easy thing to do you can you know just hop in a call with someone you know it's i think there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do with it i agree with that yeah Alexei. Um, I mean, like, the future is a big factor, but specifically, I want to start paying attention more on, like, helping myself get through things, like, um, find more motivation to get me through it, like, try to get over my anxiety issue and be able to hang out with people whenever this is over, and just, like everyone else has said, be normal, pretty much. So, I'm going to mostly work on that. And I think when we talk about positivity, which was a big part I don't know for you guys, but for me, I, it doesn't mean that we're in denial, though, either. I think I think we're on the same page. We admit that times are tough, but I think you're still choosing to try and see the positive in that in the midst of it, not just like putting like a fake smile on your face saying, oh, everything's just fine. Everything's great here. Like, But still having this mindset of, OK, even though it is tough right now, maybe there are some positive things that we can kind of still take away from it. So uh, anyone else have any thoughts on things that you can control? Yeah, Ashley. Like kind of what Emily said, like taking advantage of all the free time we have right now. Like once you like get all your work done, I usually just kind of stay on my laptop and try to figure out like more I can do instead of just completely putting it away and like taking a break. So I think if I just like pace my work and like take more time to myself, it could be better. Sure. Because like we said, we've been talking about positivity. I don't know about you, but 
I've been able to have a little bit more time with my family. Like we haven't had like these acting. I don't know about you guys. When you get older, Mrs. Milanovic, Mr. Vespasian, you can kind of attest. Schedules seem to get busier the older you get. Correct. Oh, you got to run, do this. So you got to go here, do that. But you know what? For the past eight months, now you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So I'm able to spend more quality time, you know, with my girls, with Amy. Like, that's been nice. And so just kind of trying to focus on those sort of things that we've been able to take advantage of. So just an example of what you guys are saying, trying to see the positive uh, right. side of some of this stuff that's been going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what are your... Uh, what are you guys' thoughts here as we're kind of wrapping up this uh, talk? Anything specific that you guys want to address that we didn't necessarily bring up? But this whole time period, I, I, from your perspective, it's wonderful because like our references show we're old, like we're out of touch a little bit here, <laughs> and we're not. We're going through this as teachers, we're going through this as adults, but you guys are living through it as students. You guys are living through it, transitioning to a huge stage in your life outside of high school. So, anything else that you think that we should know, or we should maybe that's something that we could maybe do to help you guys out more too. Cause obviously if we don't hear from you and we don't hear feedback, then maybe we don't know. Right. So is any, while, while we have this moment here, is there any stuff that you guys would like to add or share or bring up kind of like a open-ended question, if you will. Keith twitched, but I think he's thinking. I hear crickets. Do, do you hear them? If they don't have anything, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I just want to, just want to throw it out there. So I was thinking while you're saying, Oh, we're the ones going through this. Like we haven't exactly gone through anything else. Like this is your however many nth year of teaching, and you're like, and then it's it's the this is the pandemic one. But for the, this is like the first time we've uh, for sure we've had more school years, but this is the first time we're trying to apply a college. Really looking, we're knocking on the door of the next part of our lives. Like we haven't really had. This isn't like college two for us this is this is all we really know it's it's what i'm trying to trying to get across that is true i personally believe you will all utilize this pandemic year in every job interview in every experience that you have um as you move forward and you will start you will say well i was a senior in 2020 2021 and this was the situation and here's how i handled it and it's going to be used for good emily were you going to say something your hand was up earlier before keith rudely cut you off i'm kidding keith. <laughs> no i was just going to talk about how i feel like it's hard for everyone especially teenagers because we like to act like we know everything and like we're smarter than adults but in this situation like this is new to everyone so it's difficult because no one really knows the answer so I don't know if that's worth talking. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I think that's a very good point. Sometimes even adults maybe think that they have all the answers more than teenagers, right? You ever come across that? But when it comes to this, <laughs> we're all in this together. Like, we all, we, none of us have experience in this. Like, we're all going through together. So that's, that's a valid point, yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you guys hopping on here and sharing oh, your thoughts. Dude. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us this afternoon. We appreciate your perspective and we would love to continue conversation and and take the ideas and and try and continue to move forward with them. So even if you think after the fact, like, goodness, like, oh, I should have brought up blah, blah, blah. We could do this. Let's, let's start the conversation. Let's keep it open. 
And remember, I still have that bucket of pine cones here too. So that if that if you if you're having a, a tough time, just think of a bucket of pine cones, and that might put a smirk on your face. Who knows? That could be the, that could be the motivation you need. I have bundles of sticks in my backyard. There you go. Yeah. Well, as, uh, as as Mr. Langeli and Mrs. Malevich fend off the squirrels, that, that's a great time for us okay. to, to move on. When we come back, the exit ticket, stick around. Pond for Teacher is brought to you by Gold Bond Powder. Because in this season of virtual instruction, sitting in a chair for too long is just not cool. <laughs> well... So what have we learned? That's the big question, our exit ticket. What have we learned? What have we learned? What have we learned? We taught, had a great discussion with those we students. Did. We did. Great perspective. So Kay Mills, why don't you uh, start us off then? You know, really, I enjoy talking with the students. I enjoy getting that the really the perspective, but I'm also interested in the perception, right? And as we had talked about earlier, don't be ourselves up. I, I think it's important to focus on what we are trying and how it, it can be viewed as positive and guidance, even if the cameras aren't turned on or any portion of that, right? We still are making an, an impact. And regardless of how anyone's feeling, and we've talked about our own roller coasters of emotions, there are going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And even though there's times that I feel as if I need to turn, you know, I would like to have a bad day, quote unquote. I, I think what I learned from this is that I need to know, I need to know how I can put that change on so that I can continue to have the positive impact as I would if, if they, if a student was walking in and kind of leave those things on the pillow. I always I always refer to this in a Disney um a Disney analogy like if if you go to Disney World and and Mickey Mouse isn't smiling, like there's something wrong, right? It's not the most magical place on earth, right? And so like I would like to jump into the Disney persona and and I'm going to be you know, put that on, like have that positive interaction. That's going to be something I've learned. So are you saying you want to go to Disney and be one of the characters and dress up and have people take pictures with you? I am so glad that's that was your takeaway from what I just said. Yes, exactly. yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I want. No, I, I I listen, but then I also pick it, pick out the nuances. And when you said exactly. mm -hmm. leave it on the pillow, yeah, you, made me think of, you made me think I of Tommy it. Boy. It's you cooler. put mint on the pillow. Remember that scene from Tommy Boy where he's like knocking and putting the mint on the pillow? Everything? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. But what you said, though, overall is very good. I appreciate well, thank you. <laughs> thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. What about you, Aaron? What do I you have think? a thin candy shell. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't I didn't think you were going to carry that. that one you, you didn't see that one coming? Thanks. Uh, that was good. That was good. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because obviously we we kind of cast a wide net when we tried to put our roundtable together and we, we talked to some seniors about like you know, who wants to join us. And obviously they had to take some time out of their day um, after hours to, to be able to sit down and talk to us. And I would say, wouldn't you agree that, you know, most of the most of that group were, were students that we've had that we we know fairly well because they're, they're some of the most engaged students that we have in the classes we've had this year or in previous years. But even despite that, I mean, I, I felt like they 
um, just kind of hearing some of that perspective that you never even really get a chance to to hear in in just day to day interaction, or especially now. You know, it seems like we're 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 crunched for time to to kind of get through our lessons and things like that. And and I think people feel less comfortable in an environment where they're behind a screen and you have to have you have to want to say or you have to feel the need to say something significant or whatever you're really putting yourself out there when you're unmuting your your microphone to to say something in a virtual class versus uh, a more fluid conversation that would happen in person so like i i, I was very i guess enlightened i, I want to say like just to kind of hear some of their mm-hmm. some of the struggles that they've gone through this year and some of the the ways that they're looking at um, the rest of the year and their and their path moving forward I do hope that, although it's been sort of a, you know, it, it, it's been a, an interesting year to say the least, I, I still like to think that we still have the same sort of impact. Uh, now, I know you, the, the research showed that, you know, on their academics, you know, as a 25 to 30%, we may, you know, in a normal time and then probably less in virtual, but as far as just, you know, in a, a, a uh, you know, as far as like mentors are concerned and, and, and role models and things like that, I still I still hope that we've had the same impact on the students that in the end will have had maybe a quarter of their entire high school experience online in COVID times. Um, and so, I like, like I said before, I think it's kind of just incumbent on us to to try to focus, like to put the face on when we have to, to focus on the positives, to be able to be what they need us to be even if it doesn't, even if we don't feel like it. And I know we kind of feel like we act sometimes in a regular classroom setting. I think it's even more important now, whenever the needs are greater, um, the gaps are larger and, um, you know, and, 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 and we've heard it from them directly that right. these things are very much like connected. And the yeah. discussion, I, uh, it made me think of, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Keith who brought the point up because I, I never really thought about it before. Like he was right. As teachers, this will be a little blip on our radar, right? We have years of teaching before the pandemic. We'll have years of teaching after the pandemic. But for them, this is it. They're not going to say, okay, well, let's try our senior year again. You know, let's try this again and try something else. And it's like just trying to get our minds around like what it's like to be them in this time period. And that can be very easy to forget about as a teacher. Um, you know, we got all this stuff to be doing. At times, it feels like even though there's nobody in the room, maybe we're even busier at times with different stuff we're trying to do to try and keep kids engaged, uh, try and keep kids motivated, trying to keep kids connected to other people or to what we're doing. Um, but it was a nice reminder to say, okay, let's try and step back a second, put ourselves in their position, put ourselves in their shoes, and try and say, okay, this is what's this is what's real. This is what's going on, because a, Apparently, we're getting old. I don't know. And it feels like I don't feel right. like you are catching up to me. That's I know. Important. I don't I don't feel like I graduated high school all that long ago. But man, it's it, it's a whole generation ago, pretty much now. And so it, it is. I mean, but they haven't been they're not like their year of birth is not your year of graduation, is it? Um, getting close. What, yeah, what they, I think I'm there. I think I'm there. Like my year of graduation from high school. What's I their think their year of birth might be what, 20, 2002? Oh, no, we've gotten way past that. I mean, I, so I, I have uh, I have freshmen, you know, That's true. 14 years old, you know, so we're looking at like 2006. Yeah. And, and 
it's weird. I'll see some of these birthdays when they write them down on things, and I'll be like, I thought they stopped making kids in like 1990. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it's it is it is absolutely wild. And, and to your point, Nate, like I think one thing that, and Kristen, I think you can relate to this as well. Like, I've I've been asked by other people, like friends, colleagues, whatever, certain things that I'm doing now. Like, well, what, why are you doing that? If you're virtual, like you don't have to do that. You know, like, it, could, it could be a much smoother ride, smoother process. Like. And I think the answer is it's like because we have to try to make this as meaningful and normal for them, for our students as possible, because they because you like you said, like Keith said, right. you, you get one shot. This is their shot. It might be a blip on our in our careers, but it's one we'll never forget, that's for sure. But you know, we need to make this as as much of an experience for them as possible. And I, and I don't think we should or or you know, skimp out on on the things that matter. And that's what I think this, um, you know, darkness and, and weather and winter and, you know, obviously uh, the numbers in, in the county increasing, right? In the, in the summer, it seemed as if it, it wasn't nearly as, as bad, right? So we felt as if we could get together and do some things outside. People had weddings, people had, you know, gatherings. And now, you know, you can't even say, okay, like, geez, we had a snow day. Come on, kids, let's go sledding outside down the hill, right? Like, cause then it's, but we need to somehow, and I know those virtual instances aren't going to replace the real ones with their teachers or with their classmates. But even when, you know, the cameras are on and they see each other smiling and they're they're interacting with one another, that that's really something that I I feel I I need to push more because that is going to Im impact them, right? By, by you know, joining and turning the camera on and or turning the camera off and not being an active participant is going to impact them. It will impact their experience. And so if we can get everyone to participate in something and who knows, maybe even do a game night, like a family feud. I feel like you, one of you guys could be Steve Harvey. Right? <laughs> Well, I, I don't right. know if you, I don't know if it, either of us can grow the mustache like he's got though. Um, maybe, yeah, you never know. But we could, but to do things like that, you know, and and saying like, all right, listen, it's, and obviously, you know, we're getting close to Christmas break, but it would have been kind of neat to think about this before that. So maybe it'll be a nice way to do that and say, okay, like the last day before Christmas break, we're gonna feud and we're gonna join you know, Aaron's class, Nate's class, Kristen's class together, and we're playing Family Feud, right? And and do some more collaborative things within the school, just as we would if we were here. And then, and again, we're all walking through those waters. So it's new for all of us, but I think those types of things are are what are going to be memorable. And then it won't just be, well, that was my shot and it's over, right? I, I took it, so. Just be, you guys be you on the lookout 2021. My classes are going to challenge yours and we're, we're gonna... and we're not throwing away our shot. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, oh. that's all the time we have for today. Special thanks to our student panel for taking the time to join us. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod for Teacher. You can find me at A Fitzpatrick CJE. I'm at Ann Langelli. And I'm at K Milanovic. 
For more on the question behind the question concept, visit qbq.com. We'll leave that link for you in the show notes. Smash that subscribe button like the elf on a shelf that outed you to Santa and leave a rating and a review wherever you found our pod. We like stars as much as I like sunshine after 5 p.m. And reviews help more people find us and connect. Until next time, we hope you all have a safe and happy winter break. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.